Welcome to the Plant-Based Canada podcast. Join us as we talk to the experts to explore the field of nutritional sciences and how our food choices impact our health and the environment. We sit down with Canadian doctors, dietitians, athletes, climate experts, and others to break down the evidence behind a whole foods plant-based diet and discuss the practical steps we can take in the effort to shift towards a healthier lifestyle. My name is Stephanie Nishi, and today I am joined by Dr. George and Daniel Cho, who share about the impact of one moment and how it has influenced the trajectory of their life and work. Daniel Cho is president of Lifestyle is Medicine, a nonprofit organization that helps people prevent and reverse today's most common health conditions through community health programs. Daniel is also program director for One Week in Paradise, a one-week plant-based lifestyle medicine immersion program in the beautiful Muskoka's, Ontario, and helps lead Compassion Health Toronto, a nonprofit that provides free health services to the less fortunate in Toronto. Daniel embraced plant-based eating after becoming a seven-day Adventist Christian at the age of 16 and has dedicated his life to helping others experience the healing power of plant-based nutrition and healthy lifestyles. Daniel completed his Bachelor's in Nutrition at the University of Toronto and his Master's in Public Health at Loma Linda University. Dr. George Cho is a plant-based naturopathic doctor at Pathways Lifestyle Medicine Clinic and Energy Snack Juice Bar in Toronto, as well as Paradise Fields in Hamilton. His clinical practice focuses on treating lifestyle-related diseases using a unique combination of natural therapies and lifestyle medicine. Dr. Cho is also clinic director for the Plant-Based Lifestyle Medicine Immersion Program, as mentioned, called One Week in Paradise, and lead naturopathic doctor for Compassion Health Toronto. He has been plant-based for nearly 20 years and lectures widely on lifestyle as medicine and plant-based nutrition. He completed his undergraduate in kinesiology and master's in fitness science at York University and his naturopathic degree at the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. So welcome Daniel and George to the Plant-Based Canada podcast. Today we're going to chat about some of your many initiatives and work in lifestyle medicine and you both have experience in podcasting yourselves from when you're both co-hosting the Lifestyle is Medicine podcast. But first, to start things off, can you tell us each a little bit about yourself, first Daniel and then George? Yes, hi. Thank you, Stephanie, for having us. My name is Daniel. I'm the program director for the One Week in Paradise Wellness Retreat that we hold in Muskoka, where we promote a plant-based diet. Hello, everyone. And my name is George. I'm a naturopathic doctor. I practice in uh, the GTA area. You both have experience, and I just want to let our listeners know that you're brothers, in fact, twins, I believe. But what led you both to a plant-based lifestyle and lifestyle medicine? How did this come about? Yeah, um, yeah, I'll I'll start off and maybe uh, George, you could join, add something uh, later. But um, yeah, basically, it started off when we were very young. So it really started with our mother. So when we were around like seven or eight years old, our mother had like some gut issues. And I don't recall what exactly it was, but she had some gastrointestinal issues. And uh, one day, actually, um, someone came to our door. It was actually a Seventh-day Adventist. And for uh, some of our, our listeners, they may be familiar with the Blue Zones. Uh, Blue Zones was a National Geographic project that identified, uh, I think it was five areas in the world. Uh, if I'm not correct, George, is it five? Yes, that's uh, five. 
correct yeah 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 five areas with the longest living people and one of them was in Loma Linda with the the Seventh-day Adventists. Um, so the Seventh-day Adventists are basically, it's a Christian uh, Protestant denomination and they promote a plant-based diet uh, uniquely as part of their faith. So they, he um, came to our door, he was like selling some books and he learned about our my, our mother's uh, health issues and kind of shared with him about some simple natural things that she could do to get better and also about plant-based diet. Um, so our mother actually tried these, th- these things and she got better. So, you know, over time, she started to learn uh, more about the Seventh-day Adventists and start to implement plant-based eating in our home. Uh, so in our home, you know, we start to eat less meat. And what we do was when we were young, we kind of eat plant-based at home mostly. And, but with her father, who wasn't really, uh, you know, into it, we kind of eat, uh, you know, eat meat. But around when we we're around 15 or 16, we kind of, that's when we decided to go fully plant-based. So uh, that's actually when we became Seventh-day Adventists ourselves as well. And so as part of that, we had made a commitment to follow the church's teaching to become uh, basically vegan. Thank you for sharing that story. And I'm so glad to hear that your mother is feeling better. You talked about Loma Linda in California and Seventh-day Adventists, but that's in California and we're in Toronto. Is there a community of Seventh-day Adventists in Toronto? And how would you describe your involvement and how did that influence your day-to-day experiences? And I'll direct this at George potentially to give you time to speak. Yeah, uh, so there's a uh, there's definitely the, the blue zone that was identified by Dan Buhner is located in Loma Linda, California. Seventh-day Adventists are they they exist around the world, uh, and including in uh, Canada and Ontario and Toronto as well. Toronto, there's a sizable number of Seventh-day Adventists. Uh, you asked about our involvement in the community and how that kind of impacts our lifestyle. I guess you could say simply that Seventh-day Adventists we. We believe that taking care of our health is kind of a, is, is an important part of our, our of our faith, and that how we take care of our bodies affects not only just physical, our physical health, but also spiritual and mental aspects of our health. We believe in the total total holistic understanding of humans that we are interconnected components of physical, mental, spiritual. So this is why Adventists have traditionally really been emphasizing health because we believe that it's going to also positive impact, not just our physical health, but also our spiritual health. And so we've identified that plant-based eating is, is really the healthiest way to eat. Part of that is derived from science, but also from the Bible as well. If you look in, in the Bible, the first book of the Bible, Genesis, it says that the original diet that God gave to humans was a plant-based diet, right? Because in, 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 in God's original plan, there was supposed to be no killing of anything. No humans, no, no nothing, right? So the original diet was plant-based. So, so this is why uh, Seventh-day Adventists, from both a biblical and also from a scientific perspective, we promote plant-based eating. So uh, we're really grateful for that. And we've adopted that lifestyle. Before we, we start, before we became a Seventh-day Adventist, we were, we were really living a very, our, our lifestyle was, was horrible. Our diet was really bad, uh, during the summer break, you know, when the kids are off school, it was pretty much fast food every single day. Uh, McDonald's one day, Burger King the next day, pizza the next day. Like this pepperoni pizza is not a vegan pizza, right? Uh, <laughs> Our father owned a, a convenience store. Okay. So you, you can imagine we had essentially all you can eat access to all the junk food that any kid would want to eat. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're not heading in the right direction when it came to our health 
and things didn't change, we would not be in a good place right now. So we're, we're really grateful for those who have been pushing the plant-based movement, Seventh Adventist and others as well, uh, who've been pushing, educating people about plant-based nutrition. And we're really grateful for that because it's changed our lives as well. So you mentioned the spiritual side that has influenced your health, but I know also that you both have scientific backgrounds. And I believe, Daniel, you studied in Loma Linda, California. Can you each talk about how plant-based nutrition and lifestyle medicine was incorporated into your training in addition to the spiritual education that you received from the Seventh-day Adventist community? Daniel, we'll start with you. Yes. So... Like you mentioned, I did uh, study at the Loma Linda University, which is a Seventh-day Adventist uh, medical institution. I did my master's in public health there. Uh, before that, though, I, I was at the University of Toronto. And uh, Stephanie, I think you were there too, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I did my uh, bachelor's in nutrition and sciences there. And because of my uh, our background, um, I was obviously very interested in vegetarian diet. So I remember when I was during one summer, I think it was 2017, I did a did I kind of volunteer at the lab of Dr. David Jenkins, which I'm sure many of our listeners know. Uh, so I did a volunteer there. And I, uh, during that summer, I, what I did was I, I would go to PubMed and I just print out all these papers on vegetarian diets and their health effects. And as I was reading them, I, it became clear to me that truly there's a very strong basis for a scientific basis for a plant-based diet. So it's not just the, the faith component, but the scientific component. So um, obviously at Loma Linda University being a Seventh-day institution, they, they, they have courses on plant-based eating and their effect, beneficial effects for the prevention and treatment of disease. And we also, during that time, we read uh, Dr. Neil Barnard's book on, on diabetes and uh, other, uh, other works. So really uh, kind of convinced us that uh, this is the way to go in terms of uh, not only our own lives, but also helping others to get better uh, in their health. And George, did you have a similar experience or what was your training and education like? Well, my undergrad was in kinesiology. I was really into exercise. Uh, then I went, then from there, I did my master's and again in exercise science. And then, we, then, then I went to naturopathic medicine school. In naturopathic medicine, they really emphasize treating the root cause. So it kind of gets me, gets me thinking, you know, so what is the root cause of so many of the diseases that we face today? And if you look at diabetes, heart disease, and so many of these other issues, it's, you know, it's lifestyle and a big part of that is diet. So uh, that kind of got, gets me thinking. And so if I'm going to treat the root cause, I need to put people on the optimal dietary pattern that, that science has shown to prevent uh, or at least greatly reduce the chance of getting these diseases and also potentially to treat and even potentially even to reverse. And like Daniel said, you know, we, uh, we were reading Neil Barnard and these other uh, Hans Dio, you know, these other people and, and watching documentaries like um, folks organize and what the health and these. And so these are uh, these resources help form my thinking on what kind of dietary pattern I would want to put my patients on once I graduated. So then, you know, after I started to dig into the, into the science a little bit more myself, and it was becoming very evident that a plant-based diet is really the optimal diet for at least the vast majority of it. So that's, uh, that really helped shape my thinking on 
And I read in your naturopathic practice that you use a unique combination of natural therapies and lifestyle medicine. And you mentioned that you also have a background in exercise science. Can you speak to what are some of the most common issues or concerns that people come to you with? And what is your approach and how your training or research may guide your practice when you're working with clients? So patients, they come with a wide variety of issues. So lots of it is weight loss, hypertension diabetes, a lot of autoimmune diseases. These are the kind of common issues, even cancer as well. Right? So, so like I said, we, uh, we want to really address the root cause of these issues. And we strongly believe that, you know, it's chronic inflammation, which is driven by poor, often by poor lifestyle habits, right? So uh, what I do is I try to get people to adopt a healthy lifestyle to support whatever they're doing in terms of conventional medicine, right? So we try to encourage people to go on a plant-based diet as best you can uh, increase. So therefore increasing more fruits and vegetables, whole grains, beans, nuts, and seeds, increasing water intake, uh, and also getting them to start exercising, sleeping earlier, things like that. So, so yeah, those are the conditions that we address and we, our first approach is always what lifestyle changes do these people need to make? And almost without fail, their dietary patterns need to change. And also many of them, they come with very, I believe, erroneous ideas of diet. You know, they've been told like, you know, stay away from fruit or limit fruit because it's high in sugar, you know, you know, bread is bad, you know, things like that. So a lot of it's like educating people, but no, this is, this is not right, you know, and that plant-based eating is good as long as it's done in the right way. That's kind of what I'm doing right now in practice. No, that's very in line with what we're speaking about with Plant-Based Canada. And you mentioned some perceptions or maybe misconceptions that you feel still exist. Are there any others in general that relate to lifestyle medicine or even naturopathic medicine? Because I myself... I don't know as much about naturopathic medicine. I come from a different viewpoint. So can you speak to that? And then Daniel, I'll ask you if you have come across any misconceptions that you've encountered when speaking with other people. Okay, so let's, uh, I'll talk about naturopathic medicine first and then lifestyle medicine. So with naturopathic medicine, I'm, uh, it's basically, simply put, it's try to use natural therapies to address the root cause of diseases. But how it's practiced varies so, you know, you got naturopathic doctors who do different modalities. Uh, so, for example, you got naturopathic doctors who their, fo- their, their practice is really focused on, like, for example, traditional Chinese medicine, which is like acupuncture and stuff. Then you got other naturopathic doctors who they love, like homeopathy, for example. And then you have other naturopathic doctors who, you know, they do like a lot of supplements. What I've, what I've tried to do, and I can't say I'm perfect, but I'm still learning, but I've what I've tried to do is focus really on lifestyle medicine and uh, if needed using evidence-based herbal medicine with uh, hydrotherapy. So that's kind of what I've tried to focus on in my practice, try to stay away from things that I, I personally don't believe is evidence-based. So that's my personal view. And I guess there's a debate even in, in our field about that. But in any case, I try to focus on lifestyle medicine, uh, hydrotherapy and uh, evidence-based botanical therapy. But with a big emphasis on lifestyle medicine, because I think that's where you can really make the biggest impact on people. That's that. Now, 
in terms of lifestyle medicine uh, misconceptions, I think I think a lot of people they understand that making a change in lifestyle is important. I think the big thing though is making helping to understand that it's medicine. So uh, what I tell people is that you know how you how you how you eat is medicine, how you move is medicine, how you love, how you stress, all that stuff is medicine, right? Just to, just in the same way that. I, you take a supplement or you take a medication, whatever, it's all medicine. Now, some things are more important in certain, certain circumstances, right? But in terms of just understanding the life, how, you, how we live our life is medicine. And so I think that's, the, that's one big challenge. Number one is, is helping people frame or yeah, rework their thinking about that. And the other thing is, um, you know, like I said, everyone understands that how they eat and stuff is important, but tackling the misconceptions. Because, um, you know, when it comes to lifestyle medicine, it's so, uh, there's so many different views out there. The idea that like, beans are bad because they have lectins or whatever, right? Um, and, you know, again, like gluten, everyone should be off gluten. And like, again, like fruits are bad. I had one person who said that uh, somebody told him that because of that fruit, too much fruit caused their hypertension, you know? So, and this is from a doctor apparently. So, so I think the biggest challenge that I've been seeing is uh, facing those types of just try to really um, help to provide what I believe is evidence-based understanding. And then also, and particularly for plant-based eating, it's, you know, helping under- people understand why meat consumption is probably not the best for them. Cause you know, they always say, well, can't I have it sometimes, you know, uh, or like, what if I do like chicken instead of, you know, okay, I understand like pork is bad, but how about chicken and fish? So try to help, un- help them understand those types of things. All right. So the big challenge. Mm-hmm. There are definitely challenges out there, especially with a lot of misinformation. Daniel, a similar question to you. Are there any specific misconceptions that you find come your way and how do you address them? Yeah, I think um, George covered some of the big ones that we face in the, in the clinic and in our community programs. I think um, maybe one that I might add is that there's like kind of like a perception that plant-based eating and like being vegan is more something kind of like for younger people or just kind of broadly maybe um, people more that's kind of like more on like the progressive side of the society but actually it, it, like plant-based eating is for everyone and so like for instance you know uh, we mentioned our background as a uh, Seventh-day Adventist uh, Seventh-day Adventists are actually a very conservative Christian group but yet uh, some of the most conservative members of that church are the ones who are most into uh, a vegan diet promoting plant-based eating you know even about you know taking care of animals and also uh, taking care of the environment i think may, probably many of the listeners on the podcast are plant-based themselves but maybe uh some are not and i just want to say that you know plant-based eating is for everybody you know um, it's good for everyone it'll be beneficial for, um, for everyone to adopt it you know so i think that's one uh, big misconception uh, that's out there and in fact actually stephanie if you don't mind we actually had one um, we do these programs called dinner with the doctor and um where we bring people together and we uh, provide a, a free plant-based meal um, we often hold it at the uh, seventh Adventist churches so the church provides a free plant-based meal. We do like a health talk. So um, George will do like a health talk on plant-based eating. And uh, one guy, he uh, came and he, he was kind of surprised that we're holding it at this church. And there's a bunch of people there who are, um, who are into plant-based eating. And he said that, you know, this guy, apparently he goes like downtown and he does like animal rights activism. You know, those guys. 
he's actually one of those guys. And he says, like, when he goes there, the people who are most against him are uh, these Christians that come up and uh, give him a hard time. And uh, so it's kind of like uh, there's sort of this misconception. He was very surprised. He was like, yeah, you know, we're, we promote a plant-based diet, you know, and we probably share many of the same things that uh, you believe in. So, uh, so yeah, just uh, in short, you know, plant-based eating is for everyone. It's going to benefit everybody. It just goes back to that old adage, don't judge a book by the cover because you never know what values a person has or how someone lives their life. And you mentioned dinner with a doctor, and I feel like this is a good segue into all the different uh, initiatives that you're involved in. We probably won't have enough time to get to all of them, but you are, both of you are involved in leadership roles in a number of plant-based and lifestyle medicine initiatives. And if we can, let's talk about the nonprofit organization, Lifestyle is Medicine First, which you are both involved in. George, can you share more about Lifestyle is Medicine and how this organization came to be? Yeah, sure. Uh, Lifestyles Medicine is a, it's a not-for-profit. And basically, our goal is just to promote lifestyle medicine uh, by holding uh, educational programs in the community. That's, very, so that's basically the goal. So we do things like our, our big one is Dinner with the Doctor, which is, like Daniel mentioned, we provide a plant-based meal for the community. It's, a, it's often a free meal. And then we just do health talks um, uh, while they eat. So they're, they're, while they eat, they listen to a health talk by a health professional on various lifestyle medicine topics. Often it's, uh, it's promoting plant-based nutrition, exercise, and things like that. So we get a good turnout. And it's not only uh, vegans that show up. In fact, I think that many of them actually aren't vegan. So it's a really great opportunity to get them to taste wonderful vegan plant-based food because often people have the idea that it's just eating salads, you're eating rabbit food and stuff, right? So it's great. Uh, we get them to try plant-based cuisine from plant-based foods and different cuisines. It's delicious. And then they get to hear the scientific reason for, for that. So that's, uh, that's something that we've been doing for a few years now. The pandemic kind of stopped that. Uh, so during the pandemic, we're doing a lot of webinars as well. Yeah. So, and also lifestyle medicine helps with uh, a immersion program and maybe I'll get Daniel to talk a little bit more about that uh, since he organizes it. Yes, please do. Yeah. So yeah, we uh, run a lifestyle medicine immersion program called one week in paradise. Uh, why it's called paradise is because it's hosted primarily by an organic farm in Hamilton called Paradise Fields. Uh, so if your listeners are in the Toronto, Hamilton area, I encourage you to go check it out. It, they do all organic and um, they also ha- actually have a clinic as well in a, 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 a farm store. It's all plant-based. Um, the clinicians are all plant-based. Um, many of the staff um, are plant-based, etc. So, so yeah, we uh, I help lead that and basically we uh, go to a retreat center in the Muskokas and for one week it's usually a Sunday to a Sunday we uh, patients come and we have a, a medical team and we basically do a few things number one we educate them about lifestyle medicine and especially plant-based diets uh, number two we provide treatments 
So uh, they see a doctor when they come in. They see a naturopathic doctor, like Dr. Uh, George is our, our lead naturopathic doctor. Um, they get massages from massage therapists. They um, uh, psychotherapy, marriage counseling for those who need that, um, etc. And then uh, we provide uh, the meals, and they're fully plant-based meals. Georgia sharing about our other programs. They get a really taste uh, how uh, how tasty and um, the variety of of plant-based eating. Um, there's also exercise classes and of course recreation like canoeing and uh, this sort of thing. So. Basically, the aim of the program is to help people kickstart their journey towards, towards you know, getting better, optimizing their health, and, and hopefully setting them on a path to reverse their diseases. And I think I'll ask George to share more about the clinical results. But in short, you know, uh, I really uh, want us, to, the listeners, and us just to uh, realize you know, how powerful, even just in a short period of time, plant-based eating and lifestyle medicine can be even in just seven to eight uh, days of intensive lifestyle medicine uh, intervention, we see really dramatic improvements in health. Um, so Joy, maybe you can just share a little bit about some of the clinical results and this sort of thing. Yeah, uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Uh, we do blood work before and after the program. So before they come, they do blood work and after. And you can see significant changes in their cholesterol levels, for example, uh, and... Also, um, some who have like high inflammation, you guys see the inflammation levels drop, like the CRP, the C-reactive protein. And so we've seen that. And also um, when it comes to like hypertension, for example, people have a lot of, like, a lot of patients have hypertension and those numbers can drop quite significantly. So it's, it's really amazing just, just in a week of, make, of making intensive lifestyle changes. Also, we've seen a weight, uh, weight can drop, you know, four, five, six pounds just in a week. And this is not, we're not putting people on like an extreme diet, right? They're, they're getting fed actual meals, but you can still see uh, their weight drop as well. And it was, I think what's even more amazing is that um, we have had people who during uh, the program, they've, they came as smokers, for example, and they, were, they smoked for a very long time. And then it's at the program where they decide to quit smoking. And even to this day, they haven't touched cigarettes. You know, so of course that's part of lifestyle medicine, right? So that's amazing to see. And also people uh, coming to, you know, give up alcohol and they don't, they don't drink again and things like that. So it's really amazing. Uh, some of the uh, benefits that we see in the program. Uh, and I think, you know, being in that immersive environment is really helpful. And I think the plant-based diet also has a really big role. Thanks for sharing that. Those results sound incredible. And one of the slogans that appears on the website is take back your life in one week. And it sounds like there's a lot of changes that happen in this one week. And it sounds like these individuals are followed up afterwards. Is that the case? Do you, do you see them in your practice as well? Or how do they return to the real world and continue on with that? How does that work? Well, uh, yeah, we do try to follow, follow up with them. Uh, so they have the option to continue following up with us if they want to in our different practices. Uh, so we try to continue to support them in that way. And I think uh, that's, that's the part that they, they really appreciate that. But, you know, uh, when it comes to lifestyle medicine, though, one thing that some people might see as a weakness, but I see as a strength is that 
it, get, it really empowers the individual to take hold of their health. So in the immersion, during the immersion program, our goal is to provide the education and the inspiration so that they can go out on their own to, uh, to start implementing these things. Of course, like I said, we do provide the support if they want to. But, you know, the goal of medicine, like I like um, Garth Davis, Dr. Davis, uh, the last of medicine doctor, the, um, the bariatric surgeon. He, if you follow him on Instagram, he always like puts up a post about plant-based eating. Then he says, at the, at the bottom, he always says, put me out of work. You know, uh, <laughs> basically, you know, we, let's never see obesity again, right? Because we're living healthy. I mean, put Dr. Davis out of work. And that's the idea. Like, as a, as a, as a doctor, I don't want people to continue seeing me. You know, uh, my goal is to never see people again, at least from a doctor-patient relationship. So the, the beautiful thing about lifestyle medicine is that if we can inspire and educate people to uh, adopt a plant-based lifestyle, or at least a plant, heavily plant-dominant lifestyle, uh, exercise and all that, that they can implement these things on their own and that they don't really have to keep on going to see a doctor all the time, you know, except for maybe to get their annual blood tests or whatever, right? That's our goal. And I can say that we have had many people who come through the program and they, they do take hold of their health and uh, they continue to implement those things. So, of course, others do need more support. And so we were there to help them. Sounds like more focusing on healthcare than sick care. Given your involvement in all these initiatives, you kind of alluded to this, but what would continue to help or what initi- initiatives are needed? to put you out of work is there anything that you find that there's still a gap in or are there areas that you feel need to be addressed that would benefit from additional support medical training so the way we train our naturopathic doctors and our medical doctors and kind of get everyone on the same page when it comes to diet i think there's a lot of misunderstandings about that and so uh, patients often get very confused many of them many times they say like well, you're saying that, but you know, like, but then there's this guy who says this, right? Like Dr. Hyman, for example, Mark Hyman, you know, he says this. And I watched this thing about Dr. Gundry, and he says this. So I think that's a really big challenge, you know? And uh, I think if we can really help, I don't know, not a standard, I guess, because, you know, there could be this, everything's individual, but, you know, to really have a better understanding of nutrition, evidence based nutrition across the field of health, I think that'd be really helpful as well. Yeah, it sounds like having a unified message is key. And at this time, we don't necessarily have that. And where can people go to find information that's credible and that isn't going to change in the next moment? Like, uh, I'll talk about like my own field, naturopathic medicine, like in naturopathic medicine. And I don't want to, uh, I'm going to be careful here, but you know, uh, many naturopathic doctors, they have the idea like you need a lot of like protein, like the big thing and carbs, you have to be kind of careful about, you know, and I've had one person there, <laughs> I'll be careful here, but who said like, I, I don't, I don't really eat too much fruit. I just stick with vegetables because I think we could do better with vegetables and fruit. Yeah. I don't think you really support that with science. You know, I think both are important, you know, and I don't really think that you can say like vegetables are more important than fruit, right? So but like just, I think right now, naturopath doctors, many of, them, many of them are kind of like, they're trained to think, you know, high protein is really the way to go. You know, we have to be careful about protein, 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 you know. So that then that translates, which is not necessarily bad, but then that translates to, you know, 
oh, if you're vegetarian, you have to really be careful. Let's test your iron all the time and, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? It's like this. But, uh, and then it's like, eat meat is okay. Da, da, da. So, so I think even just like in naturopathic medicine, we need a really, uh, we need a really uh, kind of a more better understanding of plant-based eating, what that entails. You know? Can I add something? Of course, please do. Yeah, yeah I think also uh, one thing that maybe uh, for our listeners to, uh, to, to think about is for us not to get, become complacent. So my, my assumption is going to be that many of the listeners are part of the plant-based movement. And I think sometimes we could think like, you know, everybody knows you have to eat more fruits and vegetables. You know, uh, we, everyone knows that we should be eating mostly plants. But, you know, in our experience running our programs and in the clinic, uh, that many people, that may not be true, especially not in practice. So I think something it might be, get, we might get complacent, you know, you know, like New Canada's food guide is so much more plant-based and, you know, everyone's going to get the picture. Yeah, of course, it's going to help. Uh, for sure, no doubt about it. But we still need to go out and educate and educate and educate people in all platforms. This podcast is amazing, uh, you know, in our clinics, you know, wherever. Um, so just not to get complacent. And maybe one of the things, Stephanie, is maybe, mm-hmm. you know, this, we are really, uh, all of us, we love plant-based nutrition, you know, and I believe that nutrition is perhaps probably the most important thing, perhaps followed closely by exercise perhaps, but let's not forget that lifestyle medicine is holistic. So there's social health, avoiding harmful substances, um, sleep, all these things. So I think that um, we have to, while we promote plant-based nutrition, we have to also educate people about these other aspects of health. So for example, let's use one example, uh, like alcohol. We have to educate people about, you know, uh, encouraging them to greatly reduce and potentially even eliminate alcohol consumption. Sleep as well, you know, sleep, if sleep is not in order, plant-based nutrient will take them a certain certain distance in the health. But, you know, if you're always sleeping at three o'clock in the morning and that's not always the best, right? So I think as we promote plant-based eating, let's not forget that it's only one part, a big, really important part, but definitely a, a part. Of a, of a wider message of lifestyle medicine in general, which encompasses so many other aspects of health as well. And it's, it's hard to just get good health just by doing one thing. I think you need several different doctors to really have optimal health. I feel like that's a message that often gets lost in the weeds, potentially, that there's all these different factors that have to come together and figuring out, okay, at this time, what can I address or change to be able to potentially benefit my health or my lifestyle? And just before we go on to the next question, we had previously been talking about potential gaps or areas of need. And I just wanted to highlight one initiative that you're both involved in and help lead. It's a non-for-profit that provides free health services. And this is what I read. So from my understanding, it has great potential. Um, It provides free health services to the less fortunate in Toronto, and it's called Compassion Health Toronto. And it provides free medical, dental, naturopathic, mental health, nutrition, even haircuts, and other health related services. So it seems to address what you were talking about, the lifestyle aspect, and not just the nutrition, but the other factors that 
are associated with health care. Is that fair to say, or is there anything that in particular you'd like to share about this organization? And I'll pass it to Daniel first. Yeah, thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, so I help lead uh, Compassion Health Toronto, and basically what you mentioned, we want to um, we provide health care to those who may be less fortunate than we are in downtown Toronto. So it's an initiative that started in 2016, I believe. Uh, it was 2016. And uh, we partnered with uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church in downtown. And most of the uh, folks who come to our, 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 clin- our clinic or event are people who are experiencing homelessness or who are in, um, in, in financial difficulties. And yeah, we provide haircuts, um, massage, and we promote fully, uh, you know, lifestyle medicine and plant-based. So our nutritionists there who provide free nutrition consults, our naturopathic doctors, they're all plant-based. Even our dentists are all plant-based. Um, our mental health, they're, like, all the clinicians are plant-based uh, into lifestyle medicine. So yeah, I just try to bring, you know, um, you know, some, sometimes you hear things like, um, um, you know, like plant-based eating is for like, more like wealthy folks who can afford to go to Whole Foods or something like that and or lifestyle medicine or that kind of thing is, is more for upper class people or things like that. And we, you know, we want to bring these things to those who may be not as fortunate as some, some of us. So that's sort of uh, what we try to do. Yeah. And you've both spoken about so many amazing sounding programs and initiatives. Would you like to share where people may be able to find out more about these programs and the work that each of you do? And I'll start with George. Thanks, Stephanie. So uh, they could follow Lifestyles Medicine um, on uh, social media, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram as well. On our website, uh, they can join our uh, email list so they can update, they get updates on the different programs that are running. So that's really the best way they can stay in contact with what we're doing. That's perfect. And for all those listening, I'll link the Lifestyle is Medicine information in the show notes, as well as the Pathways to Wellness and the Paradise Fields, where you can find out more information about all the programs that both George and Daniel are a part of. Now, before we conclude today's chat, is there any final take-home message or evidence regarding lifestyle medicine that we have, haven't discussed or that you feel really deserves emphasis that you would like to leave our listeners with? And we can start with Daniel. Yeah, uh, Stephanie, thank you so much for having us on this podcast. We really appreciate it. I just want to emphasize again um, just how powerful plant-based eating and lifestyle medicine can be. So we just, you know, in our One Week in Paradise program, again, just in one week, just one week, we see people, you know, like pain that they've been experiencing for many, many years, gone in just like seven days, completely gone, joint pain and muscle pain, et cetera. Um, so that's just one example. So, you know, um, so for those of us, those listeners who are plant-based, you know, don't underestimate the power of the message that we have. And maybe some of the listeners are not uh, not plant-based yet. You know, we want to encourage you to consider it and it can have truly profound benefits uh, for your health, uh, physically, mentally, um, and also, uh, of course, for our environment, our planet. It's much better uh, for the world that we live in. So, so yeah, just really powerful. For me, uh, uh, yeah, for me, I just want to say uh, that 
the work, the little work that we all do, really, it, it pays off. We never know the impact that we make. But if you look at our story, like we're, uh, we're these, uh, we're kids of Korean immigrants, um, and we had, we didn't know anything about lifestyle medicine. And the person that came to us was not a doctor. It was not a health professional. It was just someone who understood these concepts that we understand. It was just sharing it with somebody that they knew, you know. So, so, and then that then through my mom, they reached us, and now we're here today trying to really promote lifestyle medicine. So, you know, like this podcast or whatever, like we write a blog or whatever we do, we never know. We never know like the. How that's going to impact someone's life, and uh, the fruit that it's going to bear. So I just want to encourage just everyone who's listening just to do something to promote the plant-based message, the lifestyle medicine message. You never know who you're going to reach. Talk to just talk to even casual conversations. Just have those conversations. You never know what kind of uh, spark that's going to ignite, fire that's going to ignite in someone's life, and right. how it's going to influence not that individual, but even potential generations, like it did, that person was reaching my mom, but the biggest impact was actually on me, my brother, and my sister, right? So we never know. So just continue, we have to just continue fighting the fight. And even if it seems like that is going nowhere, we never know. Because you know that guy that came to my mom, he left for Korea, I believe. He never, he never saw. Yeah, he does it. He has no idea what's going on with us right now. He never saw us grow up. He never saw us become plant-based, adopt the stuff that he was sharing with my mom. He never saw any of that, you know. But, but you know, his he he made an impact. Right? So, I just want to encourage everyone to just continue to fight the good fight. That just goes to show that you never know what type of impact you'll have on others, or what type of positive influence that you could have on the environment around you. So. With that, I just want to thank you both so much for sharing your experiences and knowledge, and I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Stephanie. This episode was hosted by myself, Stephanie Nishi, and Clint Stamatovich is our audio engineer. This podcast featured royalty-free music from Freesound.com. A very special thanks to our guests, Dr. George and Daniel Cho, for speaking with us and sharing their insights. And of course, thank you for listening. The Plant-Based Canada podcast is an initiative of the group Plant-Based Canada, which aims to educate health professionals and the public on the evidence behind plant-based whole food nutrition for individual and planetary health. To learn more about the show, visit our website at www.plantbasedcanada.org and stay up to date by following us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at plantbasedcanada.org. Until next time.